Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Mike Pritchard, live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa at the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. We are in the midst of week 13 in the National Football League, getting ready for a Sunday full of action as we do a deep dive into every single game on the card, breaking them down from a sports betting perspective. Of course, Mr. Pritchard, great to be back here with you again. And before we get into the individual game previews, I want to take a look at the divisions and the wild cards and get your predictions on who you think will be your division winners. We are nearly three quarters of the way through the football season. And of course, we did this practice back in August. It came out in mm-hmm. our VEASAN NFL or Pro Football Betting Guide and where our predictions are then and where our predictions are now. See how much they've changed. I go back to your selection in the AFC. Again, these appeared in the football betting guide back in August. In the AFC, you had the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Chargers as your division champions. In the wild card round, you had the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. In the mm-hmm. NFC, you had the Cowboys, the Packers, the Saints, and the 49ers. And as far as the NFC wild card, you had the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Rams. So, you know, it, it looks like for the most part, we've hit on a lot of these with a few that we uh, that we got pretty grossly wrong. <laughs> 
Yeah, grossly. Which one's grossly? Rams. Which one's gross? the, Rams. Oh, yeah, the Rams are gross. Yeah, they are gross. Raiders, uh, uh, yeah, still the an Rams outside shot. But... Outside shot. Yeah, the Saints were uh, on the verge of being gross. They could be still. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing about the Saints, right? <laughs> they I, could win a division. Yeah, and you, you mentioned you gross. tore up that ticket, yeah. and, and, and I, uh, <laughs> I got a sneak peek of what your current selections are, so maybe you're yeah. trying to put that ticket back together again. Yeah. Who do you have uh, through uh, 12 weeks of football? Where so, do you stand now? So moving forward um, – not not too much difference, I think. I still like the Bills for the division AFC. Let's start with AFC. I, I, I like the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs um, did not fall off. And, and then, we all missed on the Colts. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and then the Titans, right? Um, the Titans are intriguing to me, obviously. I mean, the, the, the division is theirs right now. In terms of the wild card, um, similar. You know, I stayed away from the AFC West the Dolphins, I still like the Chargers uh, and the Jets. So I shipped it from the AFC West from a wild card standpoint to the AFC East mm-hmm. for the wild card situations. Uh, I just looked at the schedules moving forward a little bit too uh, and just try to project that. I mean, the Dolphins, they built up so much equity that even though the next few games for them is going to be tough ones, back to back road games too. Uh, I still think that they, from a wild card standpoint, they should be able to get the job done. You know, one thing I noticed on your current selections, mm-hmm. you had the Ravens as a wild card prior to the season beginning, but you yeah. don't even have them in the playoffs now. Yeah, I think um, I, I like the addition of Roquan Smith. I do. Um, I, I don't like Lamar Jackson, and whether it's an illness or now this thigh situation, and mm-hmm. he's everything to that offense. Sure. Um, the playmaking ability around him is not the consistency where I thought it was going to be offensive line. Uh, it's not, too, with the injuries. Uh, and then defensively, the breakdowns are concerning. They really are. Just watching the, the tape and, like, how do you have miscommunication late in the games this time of year, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, they had the potential, looking at the schedule, too, they have a potential of, of going through a slide here. Yeah, they've uh, yeah. got a what looks like a little bit of a cupcake uh, on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. We'll see how, how they respond mm-hmm. after they blew that one in Jacksonville last week. Uh, preseason, I had the Bills, the Ravens, the Colts, and the Chiefs as your division winners. Of course, like I say, we all missed on the Colts. Right. Uh, my wild card, I was with you on the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Browns. I thought the Browns might be able to sneak in there if they got off to a good start uh, before they got Deshaun Watson. And they lost a lot of close games, but mm-hmm. their defense really hasn't shown up. So I've been pretty off on those preseason Wild card selections, uh, Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, and 49ers for the NFC division winners. Those, uh, well, the Packers are not going to come through. The Cowboys uh, are probably not going to catch the Eagles, but not so far off there. And then for the wild card, the Eagles, the Saints, and the Vikings. The Vikings uh, are definitely going to win the NFC South or NFC North division. And the Saints, they're, they're still alive. <laughs> um, but. Current my my uh, my current predictions through twelve weeks: Bills, Ravens, Titans, and Chiefs. Uh-huh. Uh, the Ravens probably the one uh, that has the most question mark there, as they are currently tied with Cincinnati. And then I went Dolphins, Bengals, and uh, Jets. Yeah. And and the graphic there will show you the Jets, the Bengals, and the Dolphins for the AFC Wild Card selections. And that's pretty much where we are right mm-hmm. now, Mike. Yeah. I don't think we're going to necessarily get any change over the last, uh, what do we got, uh, five weeks of football. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting. You have, so the NFC East for you uh, is that division that's really asserting themselves. Yeah, um, I went with all three. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, I've got the Eagles winning it and Cowboys, mm-hmm. Giants, Commanders getting the wild cards. Just dominating that way. Like you, You're leaving out my Seahawks. <laughs> I am. I am. You know, they, they've got what looks like a cupcake game yeah. uh, on Sunday against the Rams, a totally depleted Rams squad. But they have to play the 49ers mm-hmm. again. Now, they get them at home. Um, but I think the truth serum is starting to come out a little bit on okay. Seattle. You know, we all thought they were going to be awful before the season started. And then they got off to that great start. Now they've lost two in a row. They're showing some vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, uh, and this time of year is when that would happen, too. I mean, teams have asserted themselves, I think, through the month of November and, and, and get back on the right track. But now uh, you have to surge and, and, and distinguish and, and separate, if you can, and make that playoff run. And uh, teams that are peaking, uh, you know, I, I, I think th- – See, it's hard to gauge teams that are peaking right now in a in a parody league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Bengals could be peaking, right? And that's why I have them as a divisional uh, situation from a divisional standpoint. Um, the Dolphins, I don't know if they're peaking or if they're more fortunate than ever. Uh, the Chargers, depending on tomorrow or Sunday when they play the Raiders, it's like, are they peaking? That kind of thing. Um, so I'm I'm looking up for that. You know, the Seattle Seahawks. They might have peaked too soon because they did overachieve. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, does a regression happen? Do teams catch up to them? And then where else can the Seattle Seahawks go? Uh, I, I still think Geno Smith is putting together a surprisingly consistent season. Uh, and he can still make some plays that way in the running game. If they're not stifled, uh, it's decent enough, right? But defensively, uh, they might have some shortcomings on that side of the ball. Yeah, they had a really good run defensively, and mm-hmm. then uh, the Raiders really exposed them yeah. last week. They looked like the Seahawks at the beginning of the year where that defense was just awful. All right, let's dive into game number one on the official Nevada rotation, and that is the New York Jets visiting the Minnesota Vikings. The Jets are 7-4. and four. They're coming off of a win over their Chicago Bears in their first game with Mike White in at quarterback filling in for Zach Wilson. They would currently be the third wildcard team from the AFC. The Vikings, they arrived on extra rest, having beating the Patriots on Thanksgiving. They are at 9-2 and two and almost certainly going to be your division winner in the NFC North. Will the Mike White party continue, Mr. Pritchard? Vikings at home, favored by three, 44.5 is your total. See, that's the thing about the National Football League this year, Brady. It's more than just a quarterback. It is uh-huh. more than just a quarterback. The Jets, 7-3 uh, and three ATS the last 10 games. Uh, the last five games, 4-1 and one ATS uh, on the road. But last five road games. So uh, this is more about Robert Sala, the change in culture, the complete team uh, that the Jets have right now. Sauce Gardner is incredible. Uh, very good secondary. Um, I think Kirk Cousins is a, a, a really good quarterback for this offense. And, but he's not a playmaker. Like with his legs, you're not going to worry about that if you're the Jets. So you can really focus in on, on what Kirk Cousins wants to do from a tendency standpoint. Uncertainly, uh, O'Connell Collin plays as a as a play caller. You can hone in on his tendencies. Mirror image schemes. So the Jets are going to be familiar with that. Uh, they've worked against that, certainly in offseason. Uh, but the Vikings are now 8-0 in one-score games this season, always uh, offering the possibility to have this as a one-possession game. You can entertain a teaser if you want, right? <laughs> you can. You can. Uh, I like the Jets. I, I think uh, what Robert Sala is doing in that defense um, uh, has just allowed – 33 points in the fourth quarter, which leads the National Football League. Ah, very That's good. just three points what per the, game What the in Ravens the would do for that. Right, right. So <laughs> if this game gets to a situation kind of like the Patriots, right, 
or they gave up that punt return and lost the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this game gets to the fourth quarter, you just I just have I, from a betting standpoint, I, I like my odds with the Jets. Well, the Vikings they have been outgained in each of their last three games, and in those three games they have given up a total of 96 points. They won and covered the number in two of those three contests. Over their last seven games, the Jets on average have held their opponents to 13 and a half points. Uh, the Jets' defense is allowing 27 yards per drive. That's third in the league. Minnesota is allowing over 34 yards per drive. That is 25th in the league. Opponents have scored on over 48% of their drives against Minnesota over the last five weeks. That's the highest rate in the NFL. The Vikings are allowing 7.2 yards per passing play. That is second to last in the league. The Jets are allowing only 5.4 yards per passing play. That is fifth in the league. Uh, all three of my number crunches on this game might come to the Jets as the favorite mm. in this game. And I played New York here plus the points. I was able to get three and a half, which I really like. Uh, the Vikings, they have a five-game lead in their division, and they go on the road next week. And I just think this is possibly a spot. I mean, I went off of all these numbers here, and, and this, is te- this is a team that a lot of guys, a lot of sports bettors, I think, are against because – you know, their 9-2 and two record doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. match up with how their numbers do, especially defensively. Yeah, I mean, they're 8-0 and in one-score games, too. I mean, they find ways to win games, which you can't fault them for that. I mean, as a player, I, I would love to be in that locker room with the Vikings right now and be this fortunate, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but as betters— And they don't know that—I right. mean, maybe they don't know that they're that bad defensively. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm, like, that's what I was trying to do, like, in terms of bringing the audience into the locker room, like— they are one-score games, and, and the Vikings are okay with that. I mean, they're comfortable with that. And uh, are they going to skew it? Are they going to start to skew it to where they are winning by double possessions, two possessions or more? I, I don't I, think so I, against yeah, this Jets defense. That, not, not against that Jets defense, and that's why I like the points as well. A lot of people are wondering if we're overreacting to Mike White's first start. Mm. I know he played against the Chicago Bears, a horrible defense, uh, Chicago. Uh, but I, I think he's just what the doctor ordered. I think this team is really fired up about having him in the lineup rather mm-hmm. than Zach Wilson and I think they keep this game I uh, think uh, they keep this game very tight if not win it outright so yep. you and I on the Jets we move on to the Broncos and the Ravens next have you heard about the social media platform for kids it's called Zikazoo it's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges so much fun oh and there's no comments or messaging so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks all oh, my friends love it I love that it's kids safe COPPA certified uh, I don't know what that means it means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the World Cup in full swing, now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, boosts, and create to, per- the, to create the perfect, perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all of the action. It's a whole new game. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. Uh, we both landed on the Jets plus the points there in our first preview of the day. We now move on to the Broncos visiting the Baltimore Ravens. And I tell you, Mike, it has to be rock bottom for the Denver Broncos. They are now 3-8 and eight on the season. They've dropped three games in a row. The tension in the locker room has now spilled out onto the field. It feels like an ultimate buy-low spot on this Broncos team. But I have to believe that the Ravens, are ready to bounce back after last week's loss to the Jaguars, a game they probably should have won three or four different times. What do you think? Ravens now tied with Cincinnati in the AFC North division at 7-4. and four. They're at home, and we've seen this line go up. They're now laying 9.5 points with a total of 39.5. Yeah, I mean, starting with the Broncos, um, here's the state uh, of affairs with the Broncos. I mean, uh, you're right. Everybody is mad at Russell Wilson um, in the building, outside the building, uh, fans, supporters of the building, ownership, all this stuff. And um, a lot of it is self-inflicted. You know, I go back to why Russell wanted to be a Bronco or why he wanted to get out of Seattle. Um, you know, it was it's going to be about Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like we, I think we said that at the beginning of the year, and uh, I just didn't like that situation. I didn't like how he elevates himself out of the locker room. And, and now he needs to rely on those guys. And 
so you're you're doing a, a PR control with everything, you know, statement here, statement there, and uh, but the reality is the key injuries, the lack of confidence on the football team, the lack of credibility with their head coach means dysfunction as a football team. Um, you got key players that are not even going to participate in this game. Uh, practices have not nearly been where they need to be uh, for the Broncos. And, you know, you think about the defense that's held them in it. You know, at what point are those guys going to start making business decisions too, right? And Or wearing down, like we wear, saw them uh, do against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I mean, wearing down is a form of business decision. <laughs> it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if the Broncos have early success, then as professionals and as players, they are going to be invested in it, and maybe there's a chance for points right there. Uh, on the other side, you know, this thigh situation with Lamar for a mobile quarterback, and he went in and got treatment immediately after the injury. Mm-hmm. So to me, okay, if that's a strain, that's different, that's unique. But if that's a bruise, those thigh bruises can be problematic for right. a mobile guy. And um, so we'll see what type of shape he's going to be in for this game and, and what they do. I, I look at the Ravens and, and – uh, the, the Ravens defense, the worst fourth quarter defense in the National Football League when it comes to points allowed. And uh, they've allowed 108 total points. That leads the National Football League in points allowed, almost 10 points uh, in a game in the fourth quarter. Uh, so obviously, I don't know if it's age or just a combination of, of just lack of communication, like I mentioned earlier, but uh, there could be an opportunity to catch points in this game. Uh, less than 23% of the Denver offensive drives have reached the red zone or scored prior. That is the lowest rate in the league. They have punted on nearly 51% of their possessions. They are the only team in the league that is over 50%. <laughs> and you mentioned the Ravens. Uh, they have a plus 86 point differential in the game's first three quarters. But uh, that is third best in the NFL, by the way. But they own a negative 38-point differential in the fourth quarter. That is second to last in the Mm. league. Uh, The Baltimore offense now has 14 possessions into opponents' territory in its last two games, and they've only produced 33 points. Really, their biggest problem has been blowing the big lead. However, they are 3-0 straight up and against such – they are 3-0 straight up following such losses this season, just 1-2 against the spread, however. So we'll see how they rebound after their last debacle uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. My numbers came to Ravens minus 5, Ravens minus 8.5, and then Ravens minus 6. Seven. I'm not going to bet on this game, but mm-hmm. I think if I had to do anything, I would look towards going under the total here. Okay. I mentioned Denver also hitting rock bottom, and this is courtesy of our friend Dr. Bob Stoll. They do apply to a 101-33-3 against the spread bounce back situation. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, you know, they, they have, you can't go much lower than the right. Broncos are right now. So they could have some life as far as a bounce back. Uh, they've got an excellent defense. Uh, they have the league's worst offense. Uh, they defend the pass much better than they do defend the run. And we know that the Ravens are going to want to run the ball. They're much better at running it than they are at rushing the football. Uh, rushing the football. I think you're going to see the running game and the defenses uh, just overpower this game. And I think if I was going to make any bet at all, I would look at going under the total. Under the total, 39 and a half. I mean, I can get on board with that, too. I mean, like I said, uh, how significant of that injury and how effective is uh, Lamar Jackson going to be. He's everything to that uh, to that offense for the Ravens. I mean, as as it goes for the Broncos, too, historically, like you, what, you, what you talked about hitting rock bottom, I think they keep crashing through the floor, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, this team, if they lose, I found this, if they lose, 
Uh, it would be their worst win percentage in any full season in the Super Bowl era. Wow. Uh, since 20, uh, in, in 2010, 4 and 12 in 2010. Uh, and still, uh, they still have the Chiefs and, and the schedule and everything that they got. So I, you think that they've hit rock bottom, but I think they still crash through the floor sometimes. I don't think they're going to win this game, <laughs> but I don't want to lay the points yeah. with the Ravens either. Yeah. All right, the Steelers at the Falcons. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they come off of that big win on Monday Night Football as two-and-a-half-point underdogs getting past the Indianapolis Colts. And Atlanta, they had a huge chance to win outright last week as underdogs at Washington. But Marcus Mariota throws an interception at the goal line with a minute left, and the commanders hang on. 19 to 13. Pittsburgh, they improved to four and seven with the win. They've won two out of their last three games. The Falcons dropped to five and seven, but they're only a half game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South division. Uh, we have seen the line flip here, Mike. Atlanta opened up as a one and a half point favorite, and currently the consensus number is Pickham, 42 and a half for your total. Are the Steelers surging? I mean, or are they just playing better than where they were? Uh, I, I think they're playing better from where they were. I think after the bye week, uh, they, they had to make an assertion in terms of what direction they want to go offensively uh, because it was horrible what they were doing. 42 and a half the total. Uh, I love a Fal- the Falcons as a dog. Now, when this line opened, they were a favorite. Right. Um, cause, but I did have the Steelers favorite in this game, though, moving into it, uh, Brady. Uh, but the Steelers, man, they have – an NFL low seven touchdown passes this year. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Kenny Pickett looking better. He missed a wide open Pickens. Oh, boy, you Colts. and I know that all too well, right. don't we? That's that might have won us bets giving sure, if uh, absolutely. Pickens catches that pass. And it wasn't Pick- uh, Pickens' fault. No. It was Pickett. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would love to see a receiver with two hands. But, yeah, I mean, just throw the ball on him, right? Put a ball on him. Oh, he was a wide touchdown. open. He's wide open. So that shows you Kenny Pickett is still a young quarterback. And it's a young quarterback on the road now. And I know his age has helped him. Uh, the Falcons, they can run the football. Uh, I love the creativity. Arthur Smith, though, gets too cute uh, at times with Mariota. Mariota is limited at best uh, throwing the football. Uh, so uh, there's a challenge right there in this football game. Who do you like? I like the Steelers from a standpoint that they get turnovers. They turn over the ball. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense is tied for the second most interceptions in the league with 13. So that's significant if Mariota has to throw the ball. Uh, I think the Steelers will go into this one uh, with the understanding that we have to slow down that running game and, and be physical to do that. After going 6-0 and against the spread to begin the season, the Atlanta Falcons are 1-5 and against the number ever since. And maybe here's an in-game wagering tip for you. The Steelers are 0-7 straight up when the opposing team scores first. They're 4-0 and straight up when they score first. Mm-hmm. Uh, opponents have scored on over 44% of their drives against the Atlanta Falcons. That's the highest rate in the league. The Steelers are averaging a league-low 5.1 yards per passing play on offense, but the Falcons' defense is allowing 7 yards per passing play. That is 28th in the league. Now, the Steelers' defense allowing 6.9 yards per passing play. That is 27th in the league. Uh, Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett, you talked about it, Mike. He has one total touchdown pass in his last four games and seven starts. He's averaged less than half of a touchdown pass per game. Pittsburgh has been beaten badly twice this season on the road by mobile quarterbacks, and that's what they have here today in Atlanta. 38-3, to they lost to Josh Allen and the Bills. 35-13, to they lost to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Pittsburgh is, however, on a 7-0 against the spread run versus the NFC South division, and the Falcons 1-9 against the number in their last 10 games against the NFC or AFC North division. 
My numbers come to all Falcons here. Falcons minus four and a half, Falcons minus two, and Falcons minus two. I'm with you, Mike. I mm-hmm. like him as an underdog here in this game. Steelers is a road favorite, just doesn't have a nice ring to it, does not it? With, Yeah, not with seven touchdown passes all year <laughs> long either. As a quarterback, in a situation with that football team offensively. But, I, you know, the numbers, I, I see some ones. Uh, you can catch a point there with Atlanta. Uh, shop around. Pick them. We showed pick them earlier. Uh, depending on what happens between now uh, and certainly kickoff, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd entertain Atlanta from a teaser standpoint. Absolutely, and I did go that direction when Pittsburgh moved to the one-point mm-hmm. favorite. And like you say, they still are in a handful of shops here in Las Vegas. A lot of pickums and a lot of Pittsburgh minus one, but I took a six-point teaser on Atlanta and teased them up to a full touchdown of seven points. Mm-hmm. Nice. Really Did nice. you do that as well? Not yet. Not yet. Um, He's I'm thinking kinda, about I'm it. I'm thinking about it. I'm waiting to see what that <laughs> number does because, I mean, it's, it, Atlanta was a favorite, and then now they're a one-point dog in pick situation. So It's it's bounced back and forth yeah. a little bit. Okay. All, all the money came in on Pittsburgh initially. Then mm-hmm. they went to a favorite, and then the money came back on Atlanta. And, again, consensus-wise, we are now at pick Next up, a good one in the city of brotherly love, the Eagles hosting the Tennessee Titans when we come back. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. Sign up today to become a VSIN Pro subscriber, and you will get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every game, deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store just in time for the holidays. The VSIN store is a great place to shop for VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is an extended Cyber Monday offer that won't last long. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. The Titans at the Eagles. Good-looking game here, Michael. Tennessee comes in off of a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. They are 7-4 and four on the season. The Eagles are off of a win over the Packers on Sunday night football in really a game that was not as close as the final score might have suggested, 40-33. to 33. They are at 10-1 and one on the year. Now, the Philadelphia rushing defense has been a concern over the past few weeks. They are below average, 18th in the NFL. And, of course, the other side, you have Derrick Henry for the Tennessee. Titans, but will that be enough, Mike? The Titans, they have seen the money. Uh, this is now down to Eagles favored by four and a half as far as the consensus. I do see some fours out there as well. Total of 44 and a half. They opened up as five and a half point favorites, and over the summer, the Eagles were made just a one and a half point favorite in this game. Yeah, I want to say this to the audience. Do not let uh, Sirianni rub you the wrong way, which he can do, right? Yeah. His attitude and all this stuff, but he's that team is well coached. I, I agree. They're well with you. coached, yeah. so I kind of like his fiery attitude. Yeah, the antics are rubbing people the wrong way. As right. betters, ignore that. Uh, this team is well coached. Um, I love this game, though. I love this matchup. I expect the Titans to return to who they really are this week. The Bengals went into uh, to Nashville and took it to them and bloodied their lip. Uh, so anytime you can. Uh, have that happen to you, I, I think a team like the Titans, a blue-collar team like that, will respond in a very physical way. Uh, and, and so doing that, uh, they will force Jalen Hurts to win the football game, throwing the football. Um, A.J. Brown, some people are saying, hey, it's A.J. Brown Bowl and all this stuff. Yeah. I've been in games like this where you're playing your former team uh, and you are hyped up. Uh, as a playmaker, you want the football. Uh, so I expect A.J. Brown to have a significant role in this game. 
uh, which will be interesting because I think that's what Tennessee wants them to do. I think they want the, the Eagles to throw the football because if the Eagles get the running game going and get Jalen Hurts scrambling all over the place, that's going to be tough to defend even for the Titans. Uh, but I love this matchup. Uh, I think the play action and running Derrick Henry, you mentioned the Eagles and their run-stopping uh, defense. They're going to get the big man back, though, I believe. Jordan Davis is going to be healthy for this one, I believe. That'll certainly help. Uh, that's going to help. And Dominican Sue up there, too. There's some attitude up there right. uh, for the Eagles uh, defensively. So this is a matchup I like. It's 44 and a half the total, uh, which is interesting uh, to me. Uh, but the, the Titans are allowing uh, just 16 points per game uh, with this formula all year long. Think about that. They're allowing 16 points a game. Um, with the formula of being physical, uh, and so it's worked. Uh, so you can entertain uh, the the total uh, from an under standpoint. I, I stayed away from the spread uh, here, Brady, because I don't like the four and a half laying it uh, for the Eagles now. Uh, obviously, earlier on, uh, it was a good opportunity to take uh, some points with Tennessee. Yeah, five and a half, yeah. a great, looking like a great number now. Uh, that was only around earlier in the week. Um, you talk about the total in this game. Maybe if you're looking to go over the total in the first half, over 70% of the Titans' points have been scored in the first half. That is the highest rate in the league. Nearly 68% of the Eagles' points have been scored in the first half. That is the second highest rate in the league. 19 of the 22 touchdowns allowed by Tennessee have come via passing. That's the highest rate in the league. Now Philadelphia's passing offense only ranks 17th in the NFL. 21 of the 38 touchdowns scored by the Eagles have come via rushing. That's third in the league, but the Titans have the third best rushing defense in football. Tennessee is 1-4 and four straight, up, uh, straight up this season against teams with a winning record. They are 6-0 and oh straight up against teams with a losing record. My numbers on this one come to Eagles minus 6.5, Eagles minus 1.5, and, and Eagles minus 8. It feels to me, Mike, like there's more on the line here for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. If the Eagles lose, it might not be that big a deal in the division race. I'd probably take the points if I had to make a bet in this game. But again, we really have lost the best number here, so I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, and, and it's in the past nine games in which the ten Tennessee Titans are allowing 15, 16 points a game, uh, and they're 7-2. and two. So uh, as we get into December and teams, again, we go back to asserting themselves and uh, that uh, and that formula. I mean, that's what Tennessee wants to do in uh, a low-scoring game. Uh, obviously, you like the points. And we, we, I think we missed a boat because it was at five and a half before, right? Right, right. Um, if and, and some people are even taking it at four and a half. Are they? Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm going to just stay away. Yeah. And, and I do yeah. believe that the Titans would be the play here, and, and you talked about it. They're going to want to slow down the game. Mm -hmm. That puts points at a premium. We'll see if they can actually do that. You do, you do get through two possessions, though, if you want to, from a teaser standpoint. There not, you go. Not advising <laughs> it, though. I can't help myself, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> the teaser freak. That's your new nickname. Um, all right, the Jaguars at the Lions. Interesting game here, and I imagine we can expect to see some points in this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they come off of the game of the week last week, getting past the Ravens to go ahead with a two-point conversion at the buzzer, really. Uh, the Lions played a heck of a game on Thanksgiving against the Buffalo Bills. They did cover the number, but they come up short outright 28-25, your final. Both teams are at 4-7, and seven, and the point spread would tell you that this ought to be close as well. Detroit opened up. This is another one that we've seen flip around quite a bit. Detroit opened up as a one-and-a-half point favorite, and then the Jaguars went to a one-point favorite, and now we're back the other way at Pickham, your total is 51. Yeah, can can a Jaguar survive a shootout? I mean, 
Uh, well, I think against the Detroit defense, they can. Yeah, because it's you know it's that Detroit defense, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I, I was wondering about that. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is starting to improve. We see that. And, uh, you know, he had to clutch Gene uh, last week. We saw that, which was great and promising. Uh, but the consistency for the Jaguars just hasn't been there uh, all year, right? And uh, so you wonder, okay, now going on the road uh, and facing a team that offensively I think is going to be very, very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am ex- so excited about what we're going to see or pr- potential to see um, if if Jamison Williams is activated and involved. Because Detroit, they want to run the football. Oh, yeah, and they, they've been good at it le- re- uh, lately as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. And now with that type of speed uh, on the field, even if it's just a distraction, I mean, you have to pay attention to it. You have to have another safety back there. You have to have some other people uh, to help out in that regard, therefore opening up the running game a little bit more uh, for Detroit. Uh, and I like that situation. I, I'm so curious about that, uh, if, we can, if we can see that from Detroit. So I, I often talk about that, Brady. What can teams get to this time of year? Do they have favorable matchups, or can they evolve their offense or defense, and what else can they change to? And you add a, a Williams to the mix with that speed and that running game. That could get difficult for Jacksonville. I like the Lions in this game and the points earlier this week. Yeah, the uh, former Alabama Crimson Tide wide receiver, Jamison Williams, uh, has uh, come off of IR and uh, should be available for this game. Uh, He had, of course, a torn ACL during his college years, and the Detroit Lions took a little bit of a gamble and Mm -hmm. drafted him. But here we are in Week 13. We'll see what he brings to the table. Uh, Games in Detroit are averaging a league-high 60.7 points per game, Mike. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll see if that holds true again this week. Over the past four weeks, the Jaguars are allowing nearly 40 yards per drive, while the Lions are allowing 39 yards per drive. That is 31st and 30th in the league, respectively. Uh, The Jacksonville defense is allowing 6.3 yards per play since week eight. That is 31st in the league. And over that same period, the Detroit Lions are allowing 6.2 yards per play. That is 30th in the league. So looks like we could get some offense in this game. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence 1-12 and straight up, 3-10 and against the spread when he's on the road. The Lions' four losses at home have come to good teams. Philadelphia, Seattle, Miami, and Buffalo. Detroit quarterback Jared Goff, he's at his best at home. His t- uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio at home this season is 15-3. to My numbers, however, all come up Jacksonville. I've got Jacksonville minus one, Jacksonville minus two and a half, and Jacksonville minus seven. But I really prefer the Lions on a teaser here, Mike. And and conversely, I think you could go either way with a teaser. Whichever team you could get to plus seven, which you can do in some shops with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can do in some shops on the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. I think either team plus seven here is worth a play. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, too. And I just came across this real quick. I I mean, I I wanted to verify it, but the Jaguars are 1-21 in in their past 22 road games. Yeah, and and that's why I kind of <laughs> like the Lions here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the Jaguars looked good last week. They were off of a bye week. They put everything together, yeah. and they won late against the Baltimore Ravens. But uh, there's maybe a little bit too much excitement for me with the Jaguars mm-hmm. right now. I think this is going to be a heck of a game. It's going to go back and forth. Neither of these teams can play great defense. But uh, I, I favor the Lions a little bit. And like I say, I don't think either team wins this one by more than a touchdown. Yeah, the teaser situation in play with this game. Absolutely agree with that one. It ought to be a good one to yeah. watch. 60.7, the average amount of score, or mm. total points scored 
in games in Detroit this season. Next up, we have the Commanders at the Giants, and it's a division game run for the New York Giants here. Of course, they took on the Dallas Cowboys at Thanksgiving, and now they will play three more division games in a row. The Commanders have their bye week coming up next week. They will play the Giants twice in a row. We'll dive into this one next on the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. 
They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 years and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Celebrate responsibly. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard back with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. I was mentioning at the end of the last segment the Commanders and the Giants. It's a division game run for the New York Giants. It started at Thanksgiving when they took on the Dallas Cowboys. They lost that game. They will now play the Washington Commanders twice in three weeks with the Philadelphia Eagles game sandwiched in between that. The Commanders, they will play New York twice in a row with their bye week in between. Now, Washington has been on a roll. They have won six of their last seven games, while the Giants have won just one in their last four. The Giants have gotten a little healthier since losing to Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. It looks like they'll get a few linemen back, both on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. And it also looks like local Las Vegas product, Daniel Bellinger, will return at tight end. Chase Young, we've been saying this for a few weeks, he could be back once again for the Commanders. Mike, Washington is a road favorite here, laying two points with a total of 40 and a half. Yeah, I mean, you say they come back, but here's where the type of injury uh, gets concerning. I mean, some offensive linemen with neck situations, yeah. right? Um, so, <laughs> one guy... I think that's Evan Neal with the neck, isn't it? Uh, Evan Neal has... He's, he's uh, supposed to be back for full. sure. Yeah, he's full. Um, Feliciano has a neck. Uh, Azuedu, is that how you pronounce his last name? Um, uh, offensive lineman up there. They were missing. Four guys didn't even make the trip to Dallas. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at all these guys. Looks like they're getting a couple of them back. Well, the center is a concern, and the left guard is a concern too, from from an injury standpoint. As way to as a a backup uh, guard, but uh, Neil is there. But the reason why I say that's significant because they're going up against the best defensive front football. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I don't know about you, capping games. I mean, a lot of people pay attention to quarterbacks. That the league has told me this year it's about the running game. It's about the trenches more than ever. Uh, as they've turned back the clock, and uh, the Commanders actually are on this uh, six and one in their last seven games uh, because of the defense, the front. I mean, they're they're just allowing 15 points per game over those seven games. Um, the Giants are 0 and five in their past five divisional games, which is interesting. Remember how fortunate the Giants have been all year long with unfamiliar opponents. Now they're in a division, uh, and they're 0 and five in their past five divisional games. Uh, so that tells you a lot about familiarity, uh, I, I think the Giants are overmatched. I, I have this game as a tie because of Heineke and the offense of Washington and um, how they skewed it to the running game. But this is running game on running game. Uh, this is trench warfare in terms of uh, offense and defensive lines and getting after it in a divisional game. And so uh, I think Daniel Jones is limited from a passing standpoint and now along with the, the receiving core. 
Um, I they're right around 20 points, right? Both teams averaging right around 20 points. So uh, a low scoring affair, in my opinion. Uh, I, I want to take the points with the Giants. I do, but I haven't been able to do it yet. Washington 4-0 and against the spread as a favorite this season. That is tops in the league. The Giants are 6-1 and against the number in the role of the underdog. Uh, 14 of the 24 touchdowns scored by the Giants have come via rushing. That is second only to the Cleveland Browns. The commander's defense has allowed a first down or a touchdown. Only 17% of running back carries. That is third in the league. Uh, the Giants 11-2 and two against the spread when coming off of a Thursday game. The Commanders, conversely, 1-5 and five against the number the last six times they have faced an opponent that is coming off of a Thursday game. New York quarterback Daniel Jones, he's at his best, Mike, when he's going up against the Washington team. 4-1 uh, and one straight up, 5-0 and oh against the spread with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 9-3. to three. I do like the Giants here on extra rest, and I think this mm. game really brings a sense of urgency to this team because they have been struggling as of late. They go on this division run of games. I would not be surprised if they won this one outright, but I preferred to tease it up to plus 8.5. It was 2.5 earlier in the week. Currently at 2, you're still getting a good number, teasing that up to 8. I'm okay teasing it up to 7 yeah. as well, or 7.5 rather. Anything uh, 7.5 or better, I think I'm okay with. But mm -hmm. uh, I think the Giants, it's basically, a doubleheader with the Commanders, and I think each team will probably win on its home field. Yeah, I looked at that. I, I did, as far as a teaser, uh, and then I saw the Giants allowed a second-highest sack rate, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, this the defensive front and that defensive and that offensive line, the injuries, uh, he's getting sacked uh, on 10.3% of his pass attempts. So, 33 sacks this year, I think that's up there. Uh, I don't know where it ranks, but uh, that's the concern I have about even teasing uh, the Giants in this game. My numbers come to Giants favored by a half point, Commanders minus one, and Commanders minus two and a half. So it's pretty tight. Uh, so I think uh, a teaser should uh, get us home there mm -hmm. on the Giants uh, plus seven and a half or better. The Browns at the Texans, and this is the long-awaited return of Deshaun Watson back to face his former team after serving the 11-game suspension. Uh, it'll be very interesting. I can't see that there are millions of people going to be rooting for Deshaun Watson, especially the fans there in Houston. Will he be rusty? He's been practicing for a couple of weeks with the Browns. They're coming off of a terrific come-from-behind win over the Buccaneers in overtime. Meanwhile, Houston owns the worst record in the league at 1-9-1. and They were beaten 30-14 to last week by Miami, and it was 30 to nothing. At halftime, Kyle Allen will return at quarterback for the Texans. Tight end David Njoku is out for Cleveland. Cornerback Denzel Ward is listed as questionable. Mike Deshaun and the Browns as road favorites, now up to eight-point favorites here at Houston. 46.5 is your total. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the week, uh, Deshaun was not present at the podium. Uh, didn't show up, and then, um, then you know, non-related football questions were not to be asked to mm -hmm. Deshaun, and... I, I was curious about that because, you know, it's the first time that you'd be able to talk to this guy. But he's been in the building for several weeks. He's been uh, working out. Um, and a lot of people are talking about the rust factor. Uh, I'll, I'll address it this way. When he was playing uh, a few years ago, 2020, he was a top five quarterback. Mm -hmm. He was really, really good. Uh, who knows what he's going to be in terms of a quarterback throwing a football. But what has the league got to this year? The league is not really worried about throwing the football. All he has to do is turn around and hand it to Nick <laughs> Chubb, right? <laughs> right. And if you look at Houston, which I have, they're allowing 168 rushing yards per game. 
worst rushing defense in the league. Yes, I, and they don't want to get better. Believe me, when I watch them try to tackle, they don't want to get better. Um, so I, I, that's just not a good recipe for any football team. The simplest way for an offense to, to execute is running the football. Mm-hmm. Those are the simple plays out there. And so if you anticipate Deshaun being rusty or if you're even worried about that, look at the running game because that's what Cleveland is going to do. They should do it. Now, I, Stefanski, I, he, he's a wild card, though, because I know he can get pass happy sometimes. He did that with Brissett, but Brissett uh, was playing more, obviously, and had worked more with this offense. Uh, even a conservative game plan. Uh, I, I, I haven't laid it, but uh, certainly, I mean, uh, you can look at the other way, too, right? I mean, uh, Houston Texans, I, I don't know how competitive they're going to be with, with Kyle Allen at quarterback. They certainly weren't last week against the Dolphins. No. 60% of the touchdowns allowed by the Houston defense have come via rushing the football, and that is the highest rate in the league. 60% of the Cleveland Browns' touchdowns on offense have come via rushing. That is the highest rate in the league. The Texans have trailed by double digits for over 35% of their offensive snaps. That is the highest rate in the league. The Browns have played in seven one-score games this season, and in those games they are 2-5 and five straight up. The spread is indicating another one-score game here. Cleveland 2-9 and nine against the spread in their last 11 games that they have faced an opponent with a winning percentage of 350 or fewer. And the Texans also on a 7-0 against the spread run against these Cleveland Browns. I think it's a tough one to call. There's a lot of unknowns about Watson. You know, the rust factor you mentioned. He hasn't played football in over 700 days. Uh, My numbers come to Browns minus 4, Browns minus 4, and Browns minus 5. And I can understand people teasing Cleveland down a bit. But I think in a bit of a contrarian move, if you made me play this game, I'm not going to. Uh And there's a little bit of an ugly feeling with this game and Watson and everything that went on with him off the field. But uh, if I had to play this game in a bit of a contrarian move, I think I'd take the points. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, and I and buy a very there. large clothespin <laughs> for well, my yeah, nose. There you go. Um, uh, I, I tell you what, I mean, from the rust factor, what are they going to ask Deshaun to go through progression, like with the speed of the game? No. I mean, if, if anything, if he throws the ball, it's going to be play action. Or in play action passes, you have an area that you're throwing the football to. You have a person that you're throwing the football to. You're not going through progression. So the chances of rust – uh, impeding or, or slowing down Deshaun Watson significantly to where you're not confident that Cleveland can even run the ball against Houston. I, I, I don't know if I can get there. but um, They're going to be able to run it. Yeah, I don't think there's I, any doubt. What, yeah. what about distraction for Deshaun? Well, distraction Deshaun? is a big thing. I mean, but not going but once to the he podium. gets into the second half or whatever, he's yeah. into the game. Pre-game it? could be interesting, um, obviously, for Deshaun with the, with the emotions. But once you get into the flow of the game, uh, he should be able to block all that out. Yeah, it it is an interesting game, Uh, not one I'm thrilled about watching. But uh, the Texans and the Browns, we will see coming up shortly. And next, we go to Chicago, Soldier Field, where the Bears will host the Green Bay Packers. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting 
or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.